Wake up with Patty Catter. I love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your hostess, Patty Catter. Today's show is sponsored by Building Homes for Heroes. So go to their website, buildinghomesforheroes.org. And today I have a military veteran on the show. Surprise, surprise, right? Those of you who've listened to me for a long time, you know my heart gravitates towards military veterans to help them share their stories. Well, today we have Guy on here, Marine Corps veteran named Santiago. Gil, right? Yes, yes. Well, one L. Remember, my, my mom can't afford the other L. Yeah, there you go, you guys. And he goes by Ecom Bulldog. So every time I see his number pop up on my phone, I'm like, hey, it's the Bulldog. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Ecom, yeah, Ecom Bulldog. Appreciate you having me on, first of all. Uh, the way we met, you know, that's why I always like investing in myself. We met in the challenge. And uh, from that challenge, the people in there you already gravitate to because we're in the same frequency, same mindset. So I appreciate you uh, reaching out and, you know, having, having me on so we can have a great conversation. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really, really happy. I took that challenge. You guys who are listening, you can go back into both of our social media, I'm sure, and see some things that we've posted on the high income skills challenge. And, um, I'll have links to that too, in the notes, but it was a phenomenal challenge and I'm always trying to level up and, um, bulldog, I feel like that's how you are too. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's really started clicking when I started investing in myself just overall from challenges to events to courses, like it never stops. And, uh, you know, some people think that one course is going to make you, you know, a million dollars, right? That's the whole uh, stigma. Like me buy one course, that's going to make me a millionaire. And I know a lot of people that sell stuff like this, they might come off like that. And I think that's the biggest uh, social media, you know, downfall, right? I think one thing that I just made clear, like, look, I'm not going to promise you to make a millionaire. This might not work, but, you know, it just, it will give you another skill that you can definitely monetize once you master something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would like it if you would tell our listeners a little bit about yourself growing up, a little bit about your childhood and your young adult years, because I'm kind of curious with you being a military veteran, Sounds like you've liked challenges a lot, but I want to see how you were when you were a kid. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I actually was born in Peru, born in Peru. Um, My mom brought me here when I was two months and then back and forth from Peru here. Finally came back here when I was five and I stayed here, um, you know, for the rest of my life, which I love. But um, so, yeah, so growing up, I grew up in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, California, grew up in a rough neighborhood. Uh, gangs, um, and I would get beat up by a lot of gangs, and they wanted me to join the gang. My mom got fed up, and she's like, "Look, I got to get out of here." A lot of gunshots, and then it, so we lived in uh, East 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 Hollywood. That was the the neighborhood, and uh, then we went to uh, Burbank. She she piled up all her money and said, "Look, we're going to this neighborhood," and that's where um, it was a big change for me because I was so used to you know, Latin Hispanic community. And then I went to a predominantly white area where like I told you, Santiago, everyone made fun of my name, kind of twisted it. Like there was no basketball. It was all hockey, you know, tennis. So I got a lot, you know, I learned to play hockey. 
So grew up there, um, got up to 17, went through the wrong path. Also, um, just kind of doing things. Um, I would go just party, wasn't really the best son. And uh, my mom kind of like, look, I'm, I'm just fed up with you. And uh, that's what made me join uh, the Marine Corps. Joined the Marine Corps at 17. My mom had no no issue signing that contract. She was like, where do I sign? I'll sign double just to make sure, you know, you finish. And, um, you know, I think the Marine Corps for me was overall the best thing that could happen to me because of, you know, honor, courage, commitment, the, the value that they have. Um, joined the Marine Corps, um, met my beautiful wife, and uh, went to two deployments to Iraq. I missed one of my uh, son's birth because of a deployment came back and he was three months. He's uh, 16 now, um, definitely, you know, it still hits, you know, when his birthday comes because I was never physically there, even though it was out of my control. I think that, you know, if you're able to be there for your kid's birth, definitely, you know, be there at all costs and um, did that. And then through this phase in the Marine Corps, when I got out, did nine years, got out, and then I wanted to become a law enforcement officer. I feel like a lot of Marines or military in general, they get out and like, what can we do? Okay, law enforcement will hire us like that. I went through this phase where law enforcement, like LAP didn't want to pick me up. A lot of agencies didn't want to pick me up because my credit was bad. You know, you can go to war, come back, credit's not good. No, you're not a good fit. So um, did that. And then I was like, okay, let me, uh, let me see if there's something more to this. So I did the whole school thing. One of my buddies on Facebook kept on posting, oh, I just bought a new PS5 or PS2 at the time. And like, he's buying all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, bro, what are you doing? You're not working. Like, how are you getting money? And uh, he goes, oh, the VA is paying me to go to school. And at that time, I was having two jobs. So to supplement one good, you know, police officers get paid great. I had to do two jobs just to try to get that one income. And I was like, look, what if I change one job? For, for school, then maybe I can have weekends off, holidays off, right? Because school is on like kind of like a nine to five, you know, weekends off kind of program. I was like, okay, cool. Let me do that. Started going to school, not knowing what I wanted to do. Just kind of took classes to take classes and get that, you know, that uh, military compensation a month just to kind of help me stay afloat and, and you know, uh, see what I wanted. And then I took a lot of criminal justice classes. and um, then a program called the Warrior Scholar Program came, and uh, that one was like, look, did you know you can go to school like Harvard, Yale, USC? And I didn't know what that was about. So I took the program, changed my whole philosophy on education, uh, went through the program, got out, and then I applied at USC, and, uh, you know, I got in. I got into the University of Southern California, and then I was pursuing law. That was my ultimate goal. Wanted to go to law school, really to want to make a change. And then I think I was going through the motions. I was going to school, but I think really I was going to school to make my mom happy. It wasn't really to make you know my happiness or maybe be the first one to graduate college, I think was a, a big thing for us because no one's graduated college. I was one of the first. And after that, you know, I got into the entrepreneurship, e-commerce. Uh, my last year at USC, and I made six figures on e-commerce while going to school, while working, 
And I think that was kind of like, you know, more mind boggling. The fact that I made more than a one year attorney and I still had to go to law school. I just got my degree in a, you know, bachelor's of public policy and law. So, you know, that that's what started the whole entrepreneurship. I'm like, look, I'm going to go all in on this um, at all costs. So sorry for, for going through the little roller coaster, but yeah, that's how I ended up at on entrepreneurship and how I changed my name from e-com. You know, I mean, I had, I had Bulldog Sweat was my first name and then I changed it to e-com Bulldog, the Bulldog of e-commerce because of the Marine Corps. Exactly. I know. I love that. Now, here's a question for you. Did you just wake up one day and you're just like, I'm going to do some e-com stuff. Like most people don't even know where to start. How did you know where to start? So what I did was um, at my job, I worked graveyard and I would watch so many YouTube videos uh, on e-commerce, Shopify, because a lot of these people, they make it seem so easy. And if you're listening, it is not easy. I'm telling you right now, don't think that you can just launch a product and it's going to make you thousands. It doesn't work that way. But that's how I thought. I really thought that you can start a store, put a product up there from Alibaba, and then I can post it on my Instagram and then sales. I'll be like, oh, my God, please stop. Stop buying my stuff because it's too much. It doesn't work that way. So uh, what I did learn was I mastered the website aesthetics because that's what I thought people would look at. I took multiple courses that would tell me is think of a Nike website and try to mimic that. And I'm like, okay. So I, I spent a lot of time on that. Two things I should have spent on was the product and Facebook ads. If you're doing Shopify, the two things you only want to do is focus on the product. Does it solve a problem? Can I go to Walmart and pick it up? Can I go to Amazon and pick it up? These three things, if they don't have that, then you have a good product. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. if it solves a problem, you have a great product because everyone wants to, you know, if you have a, like a neck pillow that can solve someone's neck problem, okay, solves a problem. If I can't go to Walmart and pick it up, that means it's a, it's a greater problem. Someone wants it because they can't just physically go over there. And uh, if they can't look it up on Amazon, even better. But what mm-hmm. I learned was have a one product store back then when I was doing Shopify because a lot of people have a short attention span. They go to your website. They don't want to be like, you know, convoluted with so many other products. They want one website, one product, and then you can name it the the pronecpillow.com. So you're like the only official. It makes you look more validated, right? As opposed to um, accessoriespillows.com because then, right. you know, it's an array of things. But that's what I learned. The .com is important because you have a, a good stamp of approval. They feel like you're the one that created the brand. And uh, I spent 30,000 on ads, on Facebook ads. And I was able to make um, 120K on one cell phone case. The one thing that didn't sit with me was like, dude, I just spent you know 30K on ads. And it wasn't even my money. It was an investor that let me borrow his card so I can leverage because I didn't have, I had bad credit. I didn't really have that much capital, but I proved to him that I was able to make money from him, his investment. And that's how I was able to grow, grow the brand. So, um, yeah. So I keep hearing about this Alibaba. My daughter was actually talking about it, but what the heck is it? So Alibaba is, so just so people understand, AliExpress is where you can buy 
one item at a time. Alibaba, you can buy a dozen or 24 at a time. So you get a more of a wholesale deal. Mm -hmm. But remember, these products are coming from China. The fastest rate that you'll, the fastest shipping time that you will get is probably like 14 days. People say seven to 10 if you have a good supplier, but for the most part, 14 days is your average. So that's what I had to go through. People love my product. I was targeting the right people because I know who wanted those phone cases. I targeted Cardi B. So anyone, if you liked her profile, you were getting targeted. I targeted Harry Potter because the phone case had devil horns. So it had like this gothic feel. So I was like, okay, Harry Potter, boom. I targeted Beyonce, Kim Kardashian. So all these different influencers, I targeted them because if you like them, then you'll like my product. So their product was, I mean, my ad was plastered all over, you know, their social media. And they were like, okay, cool. I want to buy. But the problem I ran into was I didn't know how to scale. I didn't know how to turn that product into a seven figure brand. And that's where I kind of like messed up. Cause I could have, I think, and this is me, um, I could have been the next case to fight. Do you know what that brand is? No, I don't, but I'm really bad at, I'm so, bad at so keeping up. <laughs> case to is like just a, a, a cell phone brand, mm -hmm. but they pay influencers. Like they paid Kylie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like let's say a million dollars to just take a picture with it, mm -hmm. with the mirror, and then people will zoom in and be like, oh, case to fight. So mm -hmm. I had literally phone cases that, I, my brand was called Envy Phone Cases. So if you were to look at the phone case, people would envy you because of the phone case. And I remember Jake Paul's girlfriend at the time had messaged me, hey, at like two o'clock in the morning, not me, the brand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, dude, this is perfect. Uh, I forgot her name, but um, she could have definitely elevated the brand if I would have known how to, you know, leverage the property, which I didn't. And then I fumbled that deal and I just, you know, shut down the store. And then that, that's why it got me into Amazon. Mm -hmm. So when, say somebody's interested in selling on Amazon, I actually have a friend I had lunch with the other day and she wanted to start her own Amazon store. So I know one of my friends, he offers Amazon automation, but then what's the difference between hiring somebody to create all that for you? It seems like an awfully expensive investment um, for various reasons though. What's the difference between what they do and what you train on? Yeah, so I think the automation is amazing because people that invest in automation, for me, are at a bigger uh, scale where they can invest in that and then work work on their other businesses, right? Because like uh, people know, average millionaire has seven sources of income. Mm -hmm. By me saying I have an automation store, that's one source. What's your other businesses? Oh, I own, you know, two other e-commerce stores and I have my, you know, dry cleaning business, right? Mm -hmm. So the automation, what is different between me and automation is I have, I mentor and consult people how they can manage their own personal store and then turn that into four sources of income. What? How in the heck? Okay. So you, people have to take your training to find out what, but that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much, I think it's like from now, if you're listening, like anything that you invest in, right, should give you a 10x return. And, mm -hmm. you know, what I mean by that is, you know, if I give you a dollar, right, and this is for Myron Golden, if I give you a dollar and you give me a dollar and we do that all day, it's not really, we're, we're wasting each other's time. Mm -hmm. But if I give 
you know, Patty a dollar and she gives me 10 back, I'm going to do that every day. Like, hey, Patty, here's that dollar. Mm-hmm. Give me 10 back. So when you have a product or you have a service, people are buying of not what the product costs, but of what potentially they can earn back. So in anything that you're doing, people are going to buy because they the thousand or two thousand, three thousand, they don't see that. They see the twenty thousand or thirty thousand they, they could potentially get back if they put in the work. So I'm gonna share with you. So if I teach you how to build your own Amazon store and within like the first two or three months, realistically, you know, conservatively making about 20 to 30K in sales, not profits, because the margins, Amazon charges you 15% off everything that you make. So if 30%, let's say 10,000 10, and they charge you 15%, right? You're 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 going to get paid 8500 and then Amazon takes those 1500 and then from those 8500 what's your profit? Depends on your margins of cuz I'm listing high and I'm buying low. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if I teach you how to do that, that is powerful because now you can help other people after your your proof and you show your facts like, look, I've done this and I've helped other people do it. Now people will trust you and say, look, can you teach me what you do? OK, and then people it starts at a side hustle because some people are you know willing to invest side hustle. And then they, they get so like hooked where I just had a recent student, another recent student quit his job and went all in on Amazon because he knew that his time was more valuable. You know, you go work the nine to five, which is respectable. You're not really earning much of what you could potentially earn if you work for yourself. Mm -hmm. So from that one source, I teach him a high income skill. Okay. Then he has his own store. So he's managing his own store. um, And then he can make his own digital course, right? Go zoom, Mm -hmm. hit record, and then teach people exactly what you do. Do not leave anything out. Don't hook them on just buy the course and then to get the mentorship, give them everything. And then three, have a consulting one-on-one if someone is more, wants more private, more intimate, and is willing to spend more because they want faster results. Mm-hmm. And then fourth, you can automate that and start that automation business if you if you so choose. Mm-hmm. So from one source, earn four potentially. Wow. So here's another question. What if you have an uh, automated store already, but you still want to have your own store? Can you do that? So per Amazon guidelines, you could only have one store per household. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if I have my store and if I wanted my wife to have her own store, um, she would have to call Amazon. Amazon would have to approve that. Mm-hmm. So if you have your one store is like, let's say you're working on your store. Is it automated? Mm, say I'm working on a store. Okay. You're working on your store. Yeah. So for you to have your other store, it has to be approved by Amazon. And personally, I mean, if you have a husband and wife and she really wants to get in on it, you could do it. But if it's not approved by Amazon, don't even risk it because you will get shut down. You'll get deactivated. Yeah. What happens if you can only order say 50 phone cases um, and then you put it on Amazon. I'm assuming that they allow you to put how many of the cases you have. So they don't try to, you know, so it's not trying to sell 200 people and you only have 50 phone cases that you were able to order. So, so what I do um, just so, just to make it clear and uh, I drop ship. So that means I don't buy the product until they buy it from me. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So I don't hold inventory. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's just pretty much like, let's say if I list, a microwave that costs 200 
that I'm getting for 130. Okay. Mm-hmm. I list it for 200. So Amazon charges me 15% off those 200, uh-huh. which becomes okay. two, you know, 170. Mm-hmm. And then if I get it for 130 plus tax, if you're paying tax, cause you can be tax exempt, you mm-hmm. end up paying like, let's say 140. So you might profit $30 from one product, mm-hmm. but you're paying that money up front because you're paying that retailer. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. So I have an apparel line and, um, I'll talk to you more about that later because it might be interested or I might be interested in making an Amazon store. I think that that could, I can really leverage it. Personally, I wouldn't do a a brand on Amazon. I would do that on Shopify. Okay. Okay. Yeah. My store is on Shopify. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because Amazon keeps the customer. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's true. I won't have access to them. Like mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos has done a way where you can't, you have the phone number that they pro- they provide. It's a generic number with an extension, like Uber. Like you won't, you will never be, you will never be able to call that same driver. Okay. You can mm-hmm. just call them through the extension. And then same thing with the email. Mm-hmm. Every email you send a customer is duplicated. So Amazon has their receipt and you can't tell them, Hey, Go to patty, you know, dot com to buy this product better. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make yeah. sense. Thank you for clarifying that. I'm pretty sure some other people would have had that same question. Yeah. Um, now, what advice would you give to somebody who um, they do want to start an Amazon store or they're thinking about it? Obviously, they should go what to your website, to your social media. Where do they go to find out more information about it? Thank you, thank you. I think for personally, if you want to get started on Amazon. Um, it's it's a less risk business and a high reward. What I mean by that is you're literally paying $39.99 per month to start a, no, a store on Amazon, right? A lot of people, you don't have to hold inventory. You don't have to open a store, like physical store, and have a lot of overhead. Mm-hmm. All you literally do is, you know, set up your store, which all you need is your bank statement, California ID, and you know, you, you can do it from your home. So mm-hmm. it takes about three to four days for them to set up their store. And then you're able to either they send you a postcard. So Amazon can make sure you live there, get mm-hmm. the postcard and you put it on the, on the webs on the, on the sign up um, page. So when mm-hmm. you put in that link, then they grant you access into your store and then you're able to list products. But to answer your questions, um, so after the challenge, right, you know, we were on that challenge, yeah. and, you know, pretty, you know, pretty intense, uh, especially where I was going. So I don't offer the course anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, my, my link is still ecombulldogs.com. Mm-hmm. So I completely shut down the course. And the reason I did that was because um, since I partnered up with the AMZ Snagger, we're building more of a, a mentorship platform on a bigger scale. So what I mean by that is I think it, it waters down the course and then people pay and they don't pay attention enough. So we're doing this on a premium value, which to be successful on Amazon, you need to have an app like AMZ Snagger because it's going to do the work for you. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we, we live in a society where we just, we want to become less lazy and gain more of the rewards in, in everything, right? Like from here five years from now, everything's going to be like, Hey, Alexa, order me, you know, this from Walmart, even more. Like now it's mm-hmm. going to be, everything's going to be more um, speak in, in, into, mm-hmm. uh, to whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, okay, Alexa, you didn't say that. Did. <laughs> My Alexa went off too. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I love Alexa though. I, mean, I do too. I love her. Uh, so, um, another thing that I noticed that you have listed on your links is something about NFTs. What do you do with that? Okay, cool. So, um, you know, shout out to my son, Damien, because he's the one that told me about NFTs seven months ago and I didn't pay him attention. And he said, dad, NFTs, they're, they're the future Dad, You should really look into that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And even when he told me, I thought he was crazy by saying, why is someone going to pay, you know, 500 bucks, a thousand, a hundred dollars for an art, a picture of an art. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it, it goes deeper than that. It, it goes more of like you're investing in the community. You're investing in the access that community is giving you. Also, you're in, you're investing in the influencer who developed it or the artist. So right now, just to put it in perspective, so NFT stands for non-fungible token. It's a form of, so right now you can only buy it through crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethereum, Solana, uh, Polygon, you can buy it, but I bought all mine through Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just go to OpenSea.com and you're able to purchase this digital work. But it's not just about just going there and just typing a random, you know, brand and just buying the NFT. It's more doing your homework on what that NFT offers, right? Mm-hmm. I think everyone is caught up on like um, how, how many Twitter followers they have. Is their Discord active? Is their Instagram active? Like all these are components to to kind of give more validity. Like, oh, it, it's a good you know, um, brand that's going to blow up, mm-hmm. right? So like the crypto punks, which are the number one right now, if you go on OpenSea.com and rankings, the reason they're number one is because they're the first ever crypto, they're the first ever NFTs that started in 2017. So you wonder like, it's like holding a piece of real estate that you bought in 2017 for like, let's say 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. And now they're they're worth upwards of one fifty to two hundred thousand on the low end, and then these big influencers like you know Jay Z or Wolf of Wall Street, they want to buy this so they can be like, look, I'm Wolf of Wall Street. I have a crypto punk, so you know I have money. It's more of like that because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if like in five years from now or ten years from now, I Google Patty and then I can see your digital assets. Mm-hmm. What do you own? digitally right beside your house and stuff like that like oh Mm -hmm. it goes more to that and a lot of people have this like social i guess um they want that social status but what they own that's why a lot of people put it as their profile pictures right the Mm -hmm. apes are real popular but it just gets more of like they want to get more popular because of what they own Mm -hmm. right like a status symbol but i feel like if you're the first in anything you're you're gonna reap more of the rewards Mm-hmm. Like if you were a Facebook yeah. ad in the beginning, you're definitely going to be one of the you know people that uh, that shine. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean NFTs, it's easy to Google, you know, YouTube everything. Do some homework, but if you're able to buy one or two, you're like in the game. Now, if those flop, you now you know what to do though. Now you know like oh, I'm not going to buy um, the floor price. I'm going to buy. The ones that the, at the that are rare, whatever it is, you're you're learning from execution, mm-hmm. and a lot of people they're scared to start because it's not perfect. Or, and like one of the quotes that um that I really live by is, "Done is better than perfect because perfect never gets done." Yes, that that is really big because you know four words that people will um, that are deadliest is what will they say, 
I'm sure when you started your podcast, you know, people were just talking. Like, what is she doing? She probably has no clue what she's doing. Why is she doing that? Like, but then, you know, you've proved them wrong. You stayed in the game despite all hurdles. Mm-hmm. And I think that that that's bigger. Like, sticking with something despite what people will say, I think it's hard, right? Like, I get a lot of shit because I'm big. And it's like, you know, I, I you know, I, I got my own inner demons that I battle. But, you know, I, I just don't let it get in the way. I still execute and I still want to help others and and kind of like... I had people that bought my course back then when it was open and like, literally they were like, look, I enjoyed your course, but you, you provided something for me that was bigger. And I think it was the fact that I invested in your course made me allowing to invest in other things mm-hmm. because of you. I opened a bank account and I was like, really? I'm like, damn. Okay. So for me, it's not like if you're successful on Amazon or not, the, the thing is I want to open up your, your mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world where everyone has a fixed mindset and a growth mindset, right? Fixed is, oh, I can't do it. I have kids. I can't do it. Um, you know, I have, you know, I'm a home wife or something like that, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. People go through that. But if you have a growth mindset, oh, I want to do it. Look, Patty, she's doing it. I want to be like Patty. I want to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that is more powerful. So Having a growth mindset will change the way you see things. Mm -hmm. That's very true. Huge. Um, So real quick, before we wrap it up, I always ask all of my guests, if you could name one trial, I know you've had a lot of trials in your life, but what's one trial that was a little bit difficult for you or very difficult, either one for you to overcome and how did you overcome it? Or are you still overcoming that problem? That's a great question. Um, So, and, and I think like, a lot of entrepreneurs go through this. I think it's more of like, I had my car repossessed. Um, you know, I had my, my, my house almost got foreclosed. I literally got the, I didn't know what a red notice was until it got in the mail. Like literally a red notice saying that your house is going to be, you know, foreclosed on this date, you know, if you don't pay. So at, at that time I was kind of like, you know, what am I doing? Why, why am I not successful yet? I've been doing e-commerce at that time, it was like two years, two and a half years. But remember, most businesses flop within the first two to three years of business. Entrepreneurs, like people think it's an overnight success, but it really takes about 10 years for them to really grow and shine. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think overcoming that, right, like telling my wife that the car was going to be OK, which really was not. We're going to be OK with the house, which, you know. I was already three months behind and uh, it really hurt. Right. And to really pursue, to really keep on going, that was kind of like the biggest obstacle, the biggest battle. And I think what I had to do was, okay, I had to really stick to my guns and master and keep on mastering what I was good at. Mm -hmm. It was the Amazon thing. Keep on grinding, keep on getting better on Amazon, finding new ways, innovative ways to, to make it more profitable. Right. If I'm doing four hours, I got to put eight hours, no, no matter what, like going through that, knowing that my car got report and we almost lost our house. I think for me was the biggest like obstacle that I had to like just keep pushing because I could have easily quit. I could have easily quit. And my be me, me doing that, I wouldn't be on you know the podcast with you. I wouldn't be partnered up with, you know, the the big the best app on Amazon right now. And then like 
so many things, right? And I think a lot of people, they give up after their first six months or I didn't make no money, but how much really are you investing in? How much time are you giving in? Like it, it all comes in, you really think about it. Like, is it worth it? Is it not? You know, doubt comes in, family just talking, right? So many things like, you know, that's why I made this shirt, right? So it's drug dealer. People either think if you have money, you know, I'm Hispanic. So they think, hey, you must be a drug dealer. Quitter, just because that people think you quit at everything. I'm not a quitter, but, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. And um, I think it's entrepreneurs. It's it's really about helping others. But you want to be, you know, financially set where I don't want to go to the grocery store. I don't want my wife to go to the grocery I don't want to do my own laundry. That's a different kind of that's where I see my vision. And I think that's what, you know, my wife deserves. My kids deserves. But at the same time, you know, show them a foundation like I don't you know, it's not easy for my kid to come up to me and ask me for money because I make sure you know, his grades are on point or mm-hmm. if look at, look, look at the house. And then there's something you got to fix, fix it. And then come at me with something that you want yes. rather than just, you know, coming at me and say, dad, let me get some money. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, That's uh, how yeah. we raise our kids too. Um, all of them bought their own cars and um, we've really Good. enforced that into them. So where can everybody find you on social media? Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm, I'm, I'm Econ Bulldog across the board. Um, the website, econbulldogs.com. But right now it's no one can buy anything. It's just pretty much uh, we're working on something great. Um, should be coming out within a few weeks. But ultimately, if you're listening, I really feel like digital real estate is something key. So even if you have no intention of starting a Twitter, but open up, open it up in your own name, what you do is your Instagram. So now when someone Googles you, there's more of a trust factor. The -hmm. fact that you have a Twitter under your same name as Instagram or Snapchat, or even the NFT OpenSea, you can look at my name, Econ Bulldog, and you can see I'm like the third one up and you can see what artwork I have, but it's more of like that digital real estate. People don't really understand it until they realize like, Hey, this social media thing, you know, can work. And I, I, I'm able to monetize something that I do for fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. So hopefully uh, if you're listening, please, please create a course of something that you're passionate about and definitely don't create it because you like it, create it because there's a necessity in the market for you um, to actually can monetize it. If that makes sense. Amen. So if you're listening, please make sure you go over to Ecom Bulldog and follow him. I especially like his Instagram. I'm a little biased on that. It's very interesting and upbeat. Um, and you're going to learn some awesome things. He dropped some major gems on his show and on or on his show. I call it your show. It might as well be. He has all these videos on there. It's super cool. You guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening and be sure to tune in again next Friday. And until then, um, be sure to listen up on all the past episodes. If you missed any of them and go follow Ecom Bulldog. Thank you for listening and have an amazing rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening.
Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.